Ha ha ha, welcome to the empty house. <laughs> it's the spookiest house. Man, yeah, why isn't this song on the creepy EP or the creepier EP here? Oh, I'm sorry, what? I'm doing a thing like you can't understand what I'm saying, like you can't understand the song. Oh, I get it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. How's it going? Are you asking me or them? I'm asking them. Oh, okay, let's yeah. Li- let's listen. Okay. Let's listen to their responses. Oh, that's nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I'm that's sorry good. to hear that. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, but you over there, I'm glad, very glad for you. That's yeah. nice. Good. Listen, next good. week's going to be a better week. Guarantee <laughs> it. You're always like, ah, this show sucks. I think you're our number one. No, Do I, you write those reviews? I, what? No, I was <laughs> telling the person if they had a difficult week that next week's going to be better. Oh, I thought you meant the show next week will we be better. We only just started. Right. How would I know? <laughs> How would you know the show's not going to be good? I feel I've like already decided. You've already given up from the opening thing with the Dracula. You can't no, understand. because you've been doing the Dracula empty house bit since I said, <laughs> let's do empty house this week. You know how? I could have ended that. You know how I could have put a button on that bit at the opening of the episode. I could be like, "Welcome to the empty house." Oh, Dracula's here in the empty house, and he comes for. And he wants somebody merged into us on the four hundred five. Wants my comely bride, Winona Ryder. I do this impression, which I haven't done in a long, long time, of Keanu Reeves from the Bram Stoker's Dracula '90s movie. It's like, oh. Lord Dracula doth come for my comely bride. Oh. What yonder over there but Lord Dracula. He doth come for my comely bride. It's the comely bride thing. Like, I can't stop saying that. Yep. But, yeah, you just do the surfer voice and then, like, the general confusion. And you try to (laughs) pretend to speak in ye old English. It's good stuff. Von Dracula is here at ye old fudge shop. <laughs> fudge shop. <laughs> and then I was, Jessica and I, a couple years ago, we were like, we were just driving around. We were driving around at night and like, uh, for the locals, for the locals, we know David Park for sure, but for the other locals, we were driving on the 101 where it either splits to the 101 that continues to Hollywood or you stay to the left to the 134, I think it is, for uh, Burbank, Pasadena, Burbank, Glendale, Glendale. Pasadena. And because the left lanes are the slower and the right lanes are the faster, I was in one of the right lanes and someone from one of the left lanes merged into me. and just merged just right, merged into, right into me. Yep. And well, Danny was while doing that impression. While I was doing my impression. And I was like, of- that is what you get for mocking <laughs> Keanu Reeves, Danny. And or Dracula. Right. Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. So uh, I'm still... You know, on the job, on the job search, and things are going well. Been a very chaotic week, yeah, for me. Never had to like really look for a job in this way of like, of uh, it's just like you apply and then you start getting dozens and dozens of calls. It's- oh, it's so hard to be you, Danny. Well, it's so hard to be you. It's not that like some people I'm, apply and apply and apply and just never hear back or get rejection letters. Thanks a lot, ABC Disney. 
Yeah, that was ridiculous. Jessica applied for a job at ABC <laughs> Disney, and they're like, we just want you to know we think you don't fit for this role. Yeah, like, what? Like, we just want just you to reply. know that we don't think that you are qualified enough. We think there are better candidates out there. And I'm like, wow, way to, like, really, like, hurt somebody when they're down. Like, darn. Sorry. Well, it's not like people are calling me up to hire me. It's that I didn't know this. It's been eight years since I've applied for a job. You you go on like all those monster and ZipRecruiter sites. Oh, you get it. You used to be stable. And then once you do that, then you start getting contacted by recruiters who don't really care about you specifically. I mean, they might, but it's like they need to place people in jobs to get their commission. So I started getting contacted by a bunch of recruiters like right away, which give me great chances at great jobs. But, you know. Everything's going fine. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yeah, well, I'm glad to be out of that previous job, to be honest. So we'll see what the next chapter brings. It just basically forced us into the next chapter. Maybe the next chapter of Sadie Hawkins Pod. Oh. Maybe I'll get a job with uh, Reliant K working on the next oh. album. <laughs> <laughs> Call me up. It's like, hey, we need you to... We hear all the great, you do all that editing on the podcast. We want to hear all the, we want you to come on over and edit our new album. I'm like, okay. Because <laughs> that's how albums Yeah, work. edit the album. Edit the album. <laughs> like you record all the parts and then you edit it together, right? Sure. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. I'm going right. to be the new Mark Lee Townsend. Oh no, <laughs> you're going to be the new producer. <laughs> I'm going to be hired as the new producer for Reliant K. Sounds good mm, to me. Sure. So uh, we do have voicemails, and let's see if we got any. I haven't checked them in a while, to be honest, because I have. Oh, we get it. You just get so many calls. I have my Google Voice, (laughs) which, you know, when I applied for all these ZipRecruiter and Monster.com things, I used my Google Voice because I was like, you do get scams. So I was like, I'd rather have everyone have my Google voice number than my real number. But because of that, I haven't been paying any attention to the Sadie Hawkins pod Google voice. And we don't have any new voicemails. <laughs> but we do have no new voicemails. We do have this one voicemail from March 20th, which I had for a little bit because it has a trigger warning in it for, um, I'll just say, for sexual abuse. And I just wanted to double check with the listener who called up with this that they did want this out there and he said absolutely it's something that he's been open about in his life so here's that voicemail yo yo what up this is (laughs) i love that it's like (laughs) it's like toby mac calling up matt decent in the in the beginning yeah this is Dan Edgar, aka at Dan Edgar is dumb from Instagram I'm doing hip hop now isn't that wild Check out Matisse on solo guitar. He's the bomb. <laughs> that's not that's not Toby Mac. That's that's right, right, right. That's the 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 <laughs> that's the, the friend the, from yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> but I totally understand. It's all on voicemails, so it's confusing. Exactly on that section of the album. So anyway, my name is Dan, obviously, and I have a Reliant K tattoo. You can see it on the grid on my Instagram. Um, I'll just leave the surprise of what it is, but I'm also. I don't know if I would use friends. Friends is too strong a word, but I'm acquaintances with Dave Douglas, the original drummer of Reliant K. He almost produced an EP for me in 2014, went back when I was in pop punk. And I, ch- I checked out, sorry, I'm a little drunk, 
and I, I'm at a house party at my producer's place. <laughs> oh, check out. I'm going to call out uh, my producer, uh, Caulfield, C-A-U-L-F-I-E-L-D. He's an underground hip-hop guy from Athens, Georgia. Um, he's worked with Waka Flocka Flame, Bone Things and Harmony. And his handle, I believe, is at my underscore name underscore is underscore Caulfield. Well, if he's worked with Waka Flocka Flame and whoever the other one was, can, can he network for me for my for for my job search? Oh, that's right. We're both actively looking. <laughs> and for Jessica, Google it. You'll get him. Anyway, I'm at his place. I'm a few drinks in. And then I was going to Instagram because people are weird, and I was bored. And then I thought, hey, I'll just leave a voicemail. I went to the Amia tour at the Masquerade in Atlanta this past week. It was amazing. Um, had a great experience. Text Dave afterwards. Tell him thank you so much for the show. Um, it's a great time. Grace Baldridge, Baldridge, Grace Baldridge, with uh, her project Similar. Their part, excuse me, their project Similar was ama- I believe, an amazing opener. I think a lot of us have kind of uh, we've kind of gone tango toe to toe with our, our relationship with faith at this point in our lives. When we're all in the thirties, we grew up like I was born in ninety. I think most of us were born in late eighties, early nineties, and us were Lion K fans. And yeah, most of us. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Uh, early eighties for me. I think it was a really appropriate opener because Grace talks about a lot of things that we're all struggling with. And similar was just a great, a great opener to set the mood for the show we would experience. And I think the experience that I had is interesting because, uh, trigger warning everyone, uh, my father is a son of preacher that is a pedophile that molested me. And I fully estranged from my mom, dad, and most of my biological family. So, we're like, hey, it's still a safe place, music space for me. Anyway, I, I enjoy the podcast. Love you guys. Love what you guys are doing. And, uh, yeah, if anybody wants to reach out, DM me on Instagram at Dan Edgar's Dumb. I'm playing a bunch of festivals this summer. My my new project will be soon. I've done a lot of weird indie stuff and pop punk stuff that never really took off. I mean, up toward the country, but nobody knows who I am. So if you want, if this sounds like, oh man, I feel like I'd be friends with this guy, please DM me. I love you guys. I think that's the whole thing about Matthews and Matt Hoops and Dave Douglas and Ethan Luck and John Schneck and all the guys, uh, Brian Pittman. I think they've all just trying to try to cultivate a community where we can all just kind of feel like feel what? Oh no, it cut off and he didn't call back. <laughs> and then I checked in a couple weeks later because yeah, we had this voicemail and I was like, let me double check that, that that's, you know, thank you for sharing. Thank you Dan, so much. We really appreciate that. Let me get his Instagram one more time. It's uh so it's Dan Edgar is dumb. That's his Instagram. And yeah, artist named Ghost, like Ghost the band? No, I'm sure not. <laughs> oh, there's moving happening across the hall right now, so there's all kinds like, of sounds what? going on. What was that? So yeah, you because know, remember we had all that construction happening for weeks. Now we have the people moving in across the street, across the street, across the hall. So thank you very much, Dan, for calling. Is it yeah, named Dan or is it Edgar? <laughs> it's one or the other. Um, yeah, I mean. I I think that that's something that's great about music Mm -hmm. and especially about like, I think that's one of the really special things about Reliant K is that, you know, doing this podcast and talking to different kinds of people and everything and interacting online and stuff is that it's so nice that no matter where, where you've been, where you've come from and no matter where you're, you're kind of going, Mm -hmm. 
everyone still seems to, you know, we've all we all found Reliant K when we were, you know, younger in our in our, you know, middle school, high school years, and then have been able to, despite whatever our walk of life has been, continue to take them with us. And they have been a safe space. Mm-hmm. And you know, we talk to so many people and hear from so many people where that is the case. And I think that that's just so wonderful because like how many how many bands can you say that with, especially how many like, you know, faith based bands can you mm-hmm. say that with? And right. I think that that's just really great and that they definitely have, you know, this is definitely an like an open and a loving community. And and I just think that's really, really special. Yeah. And I am so glad, you know, it, it, this is stuff we've been talking about. Ever since, you know, Amya was announced in the way that it was with Grace Baldridge opening for it and everything that it's really cultivated this this community, like Dan said here. And I think it's like always the message that Relying K has put forth in terms of like inclusivity and being a safe place and, you know, it's just it just keeps the cream just keeps rising to the top in terms of the community that Reliant K has really cultivated and anything that's happened in the last couple of years. I'm sorry if you feel like Reliant K has changed, but they actually haven't. It's exactly the same band they've always been. Like maybe just some of the lyrics aren't exactly what they would write anymore, but I don't think anything that they're doing now or for any way they're presenting themselves now is in any way opposing to the larger picture of their entire discography and their entire way they've presented themselves. I mean, now they might be a little less judgmental of, you know, Vanessa and Justin, but... (laughs) Probably. Justice for Justin. (laughs) Justice (laughs) for Vanessa. (laughs) I'm just looking. I was trying to figure out Dan's music, but I can't figure it out from the Instagram can't find any links sorry <laughs> i was about to plug you but i couldn't figure out where to find the music so but we will definitely check out some of dan's music later um but this week we're checking out your favorite song jessica indeed here we are in the empty house <laughs> <laughs> so how did this come up it came up last week we were talking about something with i don't remember week to week my goodness how am i supposed to remember these things I just remember we were talking about Empty House and, you know, it has... Because, because uh, Kai called me out for my boomer take. Right, right. We were talking about the deepest cuts per album. Yeah. In which, and then, you know, my thinking, which also turned out to be the thinking of Clint from uh, Metal Up Your Podcast, just coincidentally, I heard an episode about that, is like, you also, you have to take into account what's an album cut and then you also have and then you can figure out what's a what's the deepest cut because just because something's a deep cut it can be an album Which cut as cut well cut is the deepest <laughs> exactly so it's flower i'm pretty sure the deepest cut on air for free is flower but jessica wanted it to be empty house because it's just the song she skips the most you know and then the other thing is deep cut is definitely a objective subjective objective or subjective i don't know which one it is right now <laughs> Which one is it? I don't know. I was just going to say that I can listen to all of Air for Free front to back, no skips, with the exception of Empty House. Yeah, so that's the that's the big uh, dirty secret of this podcast is that Air... <laughs> it's not even a secret. <laughs> this is the only song, Subjective the one and only song I actively dislike on Air for Free. Right. And that's fine. That's your opinion. That's a... 
subjective opinion. <laughs> That's a subjective opinion. I feel so and bad because I feel like I've been hard on songs the past few weeks. And I we realized that... You've been what on songs? <laughs> tough on songs. <laughs> okay. Tough on crime, tough on songs the past few weeks. And... I feel bad, but I'm also like, oh, no, this is probably going to start happening more since we are in the 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 <laughs> latter uh, half of the episodes of this podcast, which means that when Danny goes, hey, Jess, what song do you want to do this week? Previously, if he gave me a few options or whatever, I would pick the song I wanted that to, was talk more fun to talk about. You know, what's so funny is because our whole existence is, you know, is is copied from the format of Blink-155. Our whole existence? Maybe your existence, <laughs> sir, whole, not mine. My whole existence wow. in life, like, the, the the divine creation that is our life Goodness. comes from Blink-155. Oh my gosh, Bless they Horrifying. from whom all blessings flow. Oh no. Bless, oh. bless Sam and We just got ten more <laughs> ten, ten more comments on, on Apple Podcasts <laughs> and 10 less listeners. I, <laughs> I don't know. I but anyway, another number. <laughs> because we got our whole format from Blink 155, and when they did the their original Blink show, you know, they left a lot of like the crappier demo stuff, like the like the real like the fly swatter and the Buddha stuff for later in the podcast overall. And I was like, we won't have that problem. <laughs> Reliant K's only got the one demo, and it sounds like a Fat Wreck album. It's perfect. It's going to be great. We're not going to have Ooh, the let's problem. Let's do a of, demo album song next week. Okay. <laughs> but we were like, we're not going to have that problem of a bunch of bad tape hiss demos late in the existence of the podcast. No, what we did to ourselves is leave like a lot of the deeper meaning, like less fun overall. Like eventually we're going to have to do a deathbed part two. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Someday. Well, mm, says you. the thing is, Jessica does not like Empty House, and I've always known she didn't. And to me, so, you know, we're driving around listening to Air for Free, and she skips Empty House. So just by osmosis, by, like, being married to her, I don't really listen to Empty House a lot either. Which is ridiculous, because another similar situation that happened to that was, like, we were a non-Taylor Swift family for <laughs> oh, years and years again. and years. And now she's just like, does a complete 180 and she's like, I'm a Swifty. I'm a Swifty. Love okay, that I've Taylor never Swift. once referred to myself as a Swifty. And it's starters. not even like she was like, oh, I love folklore and oh, I guess Evermore is okay. Then she starts going back and listening to previous albums. I'm like, my goodness. So who knows? One day you might. Taylor's got some bops. I don't know what you want me to say. Someday you might change your mind on Empty House. I could. You Isn't could. that the great thing about people and humans? We can all grow <laughs> can all and grow. change and I'd, decide we like empty house. I'd rather uh, you be could, a hypocrite we could, you could tr- than turn be me on forever. It. You could turn me on it today. Yeah. We'll We're going to read through the lyrics. We'll I see. did say that I enjoyed it live. That's right. So Jessica has never liked this song. And because of that, I don't really hear it a lot. I don't think I just happen to listen to Air for Free by myself that often. And so I haven't heard the song that much. And I listened to it, you know, for the first time in a while. And I'm like, this is pretty good. It's different. I want to talk about how it fits on the album and maybe the statement it is possibly trying to make, not only lyrically, but even from like the like, you know, front aesthetic of the song overall. 
But, you know, I will just remind everyone that my least favorite song on Air for Free is Local Construction. And people love that song. And I just really don't like Local Construction. So that's just how subjective things are. And then we were talking to John Schneck outside the Boston show. And he's like, oh, yeah, I really enjoyed playing Local Construction. They didn't play it that night. He's like, I have enjoyed playing Local Construction. And I was like... I think we even admitted it's my least favorite to him. It's my least favorite song on this album. I got the CD right here. I went and picked up the CD from the shelf because I think there is some stuff we should read about the credits for this song. But first, let's talk about... Well, maybe we can talk about the credits here. So what is it? Where is it? I know there's like... Someone is credited... April. It's an airplane. No, it's the neighbors across the hall moving, and I forgot. But there also was an airplane. Okay, so Air for Free, the song, and Empty House were mixed by Mark Lee Townsend. Uh, oh, never mind. I, I thought it was saying Air for Free and Empty House were mixed by Mark Lee Townsend at some studio, but then it's saying the whole thing was done at ACLJ Music Studios. The text is so small. But it's just letting us know that Air for Free and Empty House were specifically mixed by Mark Lee Townsend, as opposed to uh, everything else was mixed by Steve Mar Cantonio at Blackbird. Yeah, I actually have a note here um, uh, from the Chorus FM interview okay. that we come across every now and then uh, about Empty House. The interviewer said, one of the cool deviations you throw in on the record is Empty House, where you do some Bon Iver slash Kanye style vocal effects. What is the uh, what, what is it like okay. playing around with that? Um, Or are they just uh, Owl City? Owl City. It's going to say Owl City. Uh, the interesting part, I suppose, is I didn't play around with it very much. I didn't know what to sing over the song, so I hit record, and what I did is what the song is, what the one lead vocal is in the song. And then I was like, all right, I'm done. I throw on auto-tuner. April. I threw an auto-tuner on it and some effects I have on my computer. I was like, great, it's done. Matt actually did like it. I thought it was just one of those joke songs I would have around that I would play every once in a while for a friend or I would go back and visit. But Matt thought it was cool enough to go on the record, so we put some more instruments on it, and that's it. And then Hoop said, Empty House is a song that to me is one of my favorites, if not my favorite on the album. I actually pushed at one point to call the album Empty House. The reason for that is the first time I heard that demo Matt is talking about that he made, I remember just feeling it. I remember understanding the emotion he was trying to uh, get across, even though all the lyrics weren't finished and there's an auto-tune on all the way. There's something about that that I had never heard before and I felt it was important. I felt like we would lose something if we went back and tried to fix it or polish it up too much. I just thought it was an amazing, I just thought it was amazing that I could feel the emotion he was trying to put out in whatever way I was feeling it. I think that makes it important and is an interesting way to do it. It feels bold to me to do that. It feels in some ways the most punk rock thing we could do is release a piano song with an auto tuner on it and a vocorder. Having fun with that type of thing. Easy for you to say. Um, 
It's funny. It's Bonnie Vare, Jessica, first of all. Let me correct you right there. It's not Bon Iver. It's Bonnie oh, Vare. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying something say, I've heard you, other people. No, well, that's apparently really what it is. And I'm playing the character of the Bonnie Vare uh, snob. I don't remember that from the Taylor Swift uh, folklore <laughs> sessions. <laughs> um. So, yeah, it's funny that they're like Bonnie Vare or uh, Kanye West autotune, like whatever. Okay. I mean, it just, so we talked about this just last week. Just say Owl City. Right. We know what you're but thinking. We talked about this last week. It's like <laughs> a lot of artists started doing, and especially like a lot of like experimental hip hop, which probably has nothing to do with Kanye West, does the like crazy autotune stuff. And a lot of other art and music uses wild uh auto-tune stuff and it all kind of comes back to share because i think that that we should look up the history of auto-tune i'm pretty sure Sure. the do you believe in life after love was the first was the first song where they purposefully overcranked the auto-tune because auto-tune as a tool exists to actually just like slightly pitch correct your vocals like it's really meant to it's like good special effects auto-tune is not meant to be even noticed that it's there it's like you can't right. tell what music auto-tune exists on because it is meant to just gently auto-tune bad vocals or off vocals but then Cher was the first one to really go over the top with cranking it up or her producer for that song and it just continued to be a thing from then on so auto-tune is an audio processor introduced in 1997 so it is pretty recent by and anter's audio technologies autotune uses a proprietary device to measure and alter pitch in vocal and instrumental music recording oh so it doesn't just work on vocals it works on instruments as well and performances autotune was originally intended to disguise or correct off-key inaccuracies Look, it's not that I don't like autotune. I love autotune. That's why we have Paris Hilton's album. <laughs> Allowing for tracks to be perfectly tuned despite originally being slightly off pitch. In the 1998 share song Believe popularized the technique by using autotune to distort the vocals, which became known as the share effect. In 2018, the music, music critic Simon Reynolds observed that autotune has revolutionized, revolutionized popular music, calling its use for effects the fad that just won't fade. Its use is now more entrenched than ever. So that is interesting. I had no idea that autotune was invented in 1997, and then the share song comes out yeah. just a year later. Yeah. To me, wow. I always assumed, because it's, it wouldn't be that wild to think that autotune could have existed since maybe even the 80s because it probably doesn't need a a, a deep like os processing computer i mean like digital video editing existed in the early 80s so to think that there's some sort of proprietary technology that can just process you know something to be properly on pitch it could be i assumed it was probably somewhat digital somewhat analog and existed since the 90s nope it only existed for a year and the share effect became popularized so it's just this song i don't know it's just it sounds like when finn from adventure time sings you know (laughs) like it's just a little too much well it's funny so (laughs) maybe uh, teeson's a big fan i don't know this is so i want to talk about this song overall because um, and how it fits in this album, because this album is a happy album. 
This album is a happy... And you could say that about every Reliant K album, of course. But, you know, Forget Not Slow Down isn't in and of itself simply a happy album. It's a hopeful album. It's also a sad album, and it's an album about loss. But it's not what you would hand... You know, and musically it might be happy, but it isn't just like across the board what you would call a happy album. Right. And, you know, you might even be able to say that something like Forget Not Slow Down isn't flat out from beginning to end a happy album. I don't know. Like when I think, sorry, I just said Forget Not Slow Down. Five score and seven years ago. That happens all the time. Five score and seven years ago with kind of its heavier musical rock and, you know, uh, somewhat at, at times sort of down, it's probably not down tuning, but just it's slightly minor key feeling overall when it's done and especially with like deathbed and stuff it's not the happiest album now air for free is a happy album it's a it's it's a bouncy happy album like right off from the cover i'm holding the cover up like they're just looking at a is this a sunrise or a sunset do we know that (laughs) i actually realized i'm not 100 percent sure i don't remember and we've definitely We've, We've talked known about in the this past. before. Yeah, yeah, I just can't remember now. There's that blog about the right, creation. Right, exactly. Of the yeah. Well, here they are looking at a sunrise or sunset, happy image on the back, looking at a beautiful vista. Like, this is a happy album. And then just look at the songs. Like, even a song like Bummin' may be like a little like silly, but it's not a depressing song. He's like, I'm bummin'. I've and- said it before. This is the roly poly oly of <laughs> Reliant K albums. Yeah. Like I like the the those first four chunk of songs on the vinyl sequencing, I like feel like I'm a kid watching like roly poly oly stroll around his town again <laughs> as a kid. Like Yeah. <laughs> it's adorable. But then some songs like God and Elephant Parade and Air for Free might have some wistfulness in them, but they're still upbeat, happy songs. Then you have Empty House, which lyrically, although how, what do we know lyrically? We have to get into that because the lyrics aren't published officially. Lyrically, it is like a throwback in a way to Forget and Not Slow Down. It is the most lyrically downturned song. And it's in that way, it's kind of a standout, or if you look at it badly, a sore thumb on the album. It's like a completely different take. But then they layer it with this almost ironic, like in your face, auto tune compression, like this over the top pop thing that almost kind of is in some ways could be taken as kind of a mockery. I don't know. I don't think that was what was intended, but it's kind of like an artistic pop statement to take this very heartfelt downbeat song that is clearly about loss but then to put like this experimental sort of you know if autotune if overcorrected autotune is the fad that won't fade away and it exists in experimental hip-hop and it exists in like party music you know everything from that whole like those two pretty diverse concepts and then here you have what is kind of a poppy song with some experimental aspects so i feel like this is almost making a comment and i don't know exactly what that comment is and i feel like any any assertion i make is probably wrong just by the odds of it i'm probably wrong but i'm like is the assertion here that maybe this is a depressing song and they put this like bizarre concept to its face with the way it's presented as to kind of mock it or or disarm it or say like hey i'm sad now but 
I'm always smiling and goofy on the outside, or maybe I'm sad now, but it's not a big deal. Like it, or am I just looking too far into it? Is it literally just he wrote a song, and what he felt like writing at that moment was a sad song, but then they were toying around with the programming, which, by the way, I meant to mention, Tyson is credited with programming along with his other instruments on this album so he did the programming in this song apparently right that's what it says basically in this chorus fm interview was that he was just kind of like it seems like he was just kind of at home recorded some stuff threw some stuff on it and was like all right and then sent it to hoops and hoops was like no i actually like this right and then maybe they did a little tuning after that you know so i think i'm probably no pun intended right (laughs) so everything i just said trying to like what's the artistic statement here maybe there's no artistic statement maybe sometimes it was that phrase like a bird is a bird i know it's not bird but it's like sometimes a thing is a thing sometimes it's just a song sometimes that's just what it is it's just a song he wrote especially because he's like oh, it sounds like a joke song it's just for him to say it sounds like a joke song or a song i'll just play around with right but then, te- but then hoops is like no there's something here let's continue on with this and also like i'm sure because Going back to this, you know, the whole trilogy of albums for the three album, you know, Air for Free, Collapse of a Lung, Forget Not, Slow Down. Just going off of, you know, the way that Reliant K fans think in those terms, maybe people hear a song like this and think like, oh, this is from a deep thing that was actually happening. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's just like, you know, maybe he was thinking about the relationship from Forget Not Slow Down. Or he was just thinking generally of the feeling of loss because we all feel that kind of stuff. Mm. You know what a breakup feels like. Just because you're happy now doesn't mean you can't write about some other feeling. Doesn't mean you have to write literally what you're feeling at that moment. Even though Reliant K is known for doing that. Right. (laughs) So I don't know if there's any deeper meaning story-wise to like try to say that this is some sort of post forget and not slow down or post collapsible lung song i think it just might be like just felt like writing a sad song and then i felt like messing around with it because maybe it didn't mean that much to him that he can kind of like this song wasn't that important to him that he couldn't just like screw around with it in programming and find something new that reliant k has never done right yeah could be i don't know it's it's uh yeah and i feel like a lot of Reliant K albums have one sort of like, huh, that's interesting song on it, you know, that doesn't right. quite fit, that's a little experimental, you yeah. know, like you kind of had Deathbed from Five Score that definitely was not a vibe with the rest of that album. And then, you know, I Benediction, mean... Benediction, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And the first album, and then, yeah, maybe... I mean, I wouldn't say like the joke tracks from stuff like Breakfast and Timpanies no, or Kids on the Street. No, that's because a, that's a very Reliant K thing, you But know? just to, yeah, to stretch, to have a song that kind of just stretches the ground, stre- stretches out what a Reliant K song can be. And I think a lot yeah. of artists do that. And then, I mean, Collapsible Lung is just all of that. Right, that was just like <laughs> a giant step. Like Yeah, <laughs> it was all an experimental album. Right. But <laughs> much like Collapsible Lung, I don't know what it is about this song. I, this The style of it is just not my experimental style of song. Like, I don't know, I can vibe with Scarlett Johansson's album. I love <laughs> oh, David Lynch's Crazy Clown Party. Right. Like, I can get down with the residents, but something about this song i don't know just kind of grates on me i don't know what it is Hmm. i don't know why well with that we'll go ahead and take (laughs) our break and come back and talk about the lyrics (laughs) yeah we'll come back and talk about the lyrics because i do have more notes but let's do it let's go to our break we'll be right back all right 
We just want to take a moment to thank you for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Whether you've been listening for a while or this is your first time, we want to hear your thoughts on this episode, your corrections, and your Reliant K memories at our voicemail line, which is 402-95-SADIE. And if talking on the phone isn't your thing, because I know it's not mine, and whose is it really, you can send us an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com, or visit our socials at Instagram and Twitter, which are both at sadiehawkinspod. While there, you can also see the visuals we discuss on the podcast each week. You can also visit sadiehawkinspod.com for easy access to all these links, as well as to our merch store for shirts, mugs, stickers, and more. We also want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod, who include Isaac, James, Kendall, Josh A., Timothy, Daniel, Jay, Eric, Joel, Connor, Michael, Samantha, Jimmy Eat Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, and Brady. Join our Patreon now for two monthly bonus episodes, our entire backlog of bonus episodes, which include reviews of the case for karaoke songs and chapters of the complex infrastructure known as the Female Mind Book. You'll also get stickers, guitar picks, and a special Patreon exclusive shirt when you've donated a lifetime contribution of $60. Ooh, that sounds like fun. Where can I sign up again? At patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod. If you want to be a patron of the arts, the fine arts, the podcast arts, there's one place to go. SadieHawkinsPod.com slash. Oh, wait. No, no, that's not it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I panicked. What's up, listeners of Sadie Hawkins Pod? I hope you're having a blessed day and enjoying the hot takes from Danny and Jessica. Uh, Brian, do you mind if I say something? Go ahead, for you are a valiant man and bring good news. Thanks, man. Hey, I just wanted to remind everyone of my favorite scripture, Fentuzler 316. For the Zeitgeist Lab Pods so love their fellow man that they proselytize their only begotten opinions about community and drive through records into the world. A very blessed scripture. Of course. And everyone listening to the Sadie Hawkins Pod can check out the Zeitgeist Lab Collections Pod first two seasons, wherever fine podcasts are found. That's right, and we'll be back with Collection 3 soon. Again, that's Zeitgeist Lab Collections Podcast, available on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else fine podcasts are found. So before we get into the lyrics, one other comment I had on the music is that I also feel like maybe, and it's the thing is, when I say this, before I say it, it doesn't might not feel obvious because then the music kind of gets run through the ringer. The song gets run through the ringer of all these other concepts and all this programming and stuff. But I feel like m- musically, the song may kind of be a Matt Thiessen take on kind of a mix of Bob Dylan and Jacob Dylan. I feel like there is definitely... Something in the empty house, something in the hook, like, that's that time when I was thinking about da 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 da, and you could say, that part of the song sounds just like Sixth Avenue Heartache. There was this time when I was thinking about <laughs> something. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So, because like Jacob Dylan from The Wallflowers, he's not exactly like his dad, but there's like a DNA there, right? And we know that The Wallflowers are a big influence on Reliant K. They covered them on. K is for karaoke, but 
I feel like there is sort of a chord progression and melodic structure to this song that's similar to Sixth Avenue Heartache. And then the way, and then on top of that, the way that Air for Free has these purposefully mumbled lyrics is also very Bob Dylan. And I don't know if there's any information out there about what specific influence Bob Dylan has been on Matt Thiessen, but it's entirely plausible. And even if it's not, people know the concept. Like if he's a big Dylan, if he's a big uh, Dylan Jr. fan, then he's probably has just, you know, maybe, maybe it's even if he didn't do this on purpose, it might just been something that kind of like struck a chord. Cause there is a similar, if you start doing a Jacob Dylan impression, It'll pretty quickly, it could pretty quickly devolve into a bad Bob Dylan impression. And maybe that's what Thiessen kind of was inspired to do here. Just an idea. Just a thought. You don't believe me, Jessica? What is your problem? I didn't say anything. (laughs) I was already over on Genius and reading the About section where it says, Empty House tells the story of a lonely man following a breakup. The auto-tune used in the song is an odd feature added by Matt Thiessen in the production of the record. Giving the song a slurred feeling and making some of the words unintelligible. This is the this is the wallflower song I'm thinking of. There's just something about Empty House that reminds me of this song. Sure. I was laughing because the one of the comments on Genius is these are not official lyrics at all. <laughs> <laughs> official lyrics would be very helpful as Matt's auto turns tune slurs are very difficult to discern at points. That being said, these lyrics appear to be the closest to most accurate the internet has to offer. Now, that being said, I wonder if anyone has gone through and updated the updated this based since, off of live uh, performances. Yes, because well, I, I mean not only from live performances from the time, but also definitely from the Amiatur where right. you could probably really suss out. Well, you'd think so, but we'll listen to those later. He's kind of still doing the same Gosh, thing live. It. And I don't know if this was mentioned in an interview somewhere specifically, but I know that Josh McTerrigan has said in the past that from Reliable J Podcast that he had said this thing, and I don't know if it's his theory or something he heard, that like kind of the unfinished nature of the lyrics might be de- very deliberate based on the unfinished nature of the song and how the song was kind of just a messing around trying to just kind of write something song that Tyson didn't really believe in and then Hoops pushed him to finish it and it might have been like an artistic very deliberate statement to make the lyrics so indecipherable to be heard which is also interesting because uh, Reliant K fans have historically been so lyric conscious. And that's not to say, like, there's anything wrong with that. Like, we go into lyrics all the time because we're talking about each song and lyrics are part of it. I've never been the biggest lyric person. And also, Reliant K fans aren't, like, aren't, like, there's nothing wrong with being lyric conscious. And there's tons of bands where the fans are very, very conscious of their lyrics and overanalyze their lyrics. Like, Reliant K fandom is not special or, like, guilty of something wrong there. But I'm just saying, we know from, you know, looking at song meanings and genius annotations and the whole, you know, being from a Christian background, how important lyrics are 
to sort of like Christian communities, like to parents saying, let me read those lyrics. And like some some Christian parents not even wanting you to hear a Christian band unless they can actually examine the lyrics and see just how Christian they are. Like, you know, for here, a band like Reliant K coming out of a community like that and kind of deliberately releasing a song that says, like, you're not going to know everything I'm singing. And there are no official lyrics published for this. And unfortunately, with the internet, someone will post these to Genius and then it'll seem canonized, but it is not. Whatever you think the lyrics are in this song may not be the lyrics. Right. In fact, there's one lyric early in the song that's literally, like, cut out. (laughs) Which I don't think is, like, a censoring thing. Maybe it's part of, like, the programming digitally of the auto-tune just kind of, like, lost that section of the uh, waveform with the lyrics. I can't remember what he says here, but let's just listen to this. There was this time that I was thinking about... It literally drops down. Yeah. Like, the, that lyric, like part of that word or that entire word is cut. So whatever it says in Genius is supposed to go there. Something. You, you, you something have, inside. Something inside. Well, you literally have no idea if that's actually the word. I wonder if they just wrote, the, this per- person who added <laughs> just wrote something. Something. He said something here. <laughs> it's funny how you're talking about, uh, like... Reliant Camp fans being big lyric people or not being big lyric people and how you're not a big lyric person because I feel like any Reliant K fan is a big lyric person because they're just so like just the way Tyson writes lyrics is so well done you know and so clever Uh, I remember that we actually learned it was like part of some sort of a unit in English class where we were learning to analyze song lyrics when I was in high school oh well where's that I don't right nowadays (laughs) Well, the thing is, is that I try not to do it so much with this because I'm like, like you said, things can be subjective. So it's like, you know, you kind of are like, oh, everything's supposed to be this one thing. But when you kind of open up your mind a little bit more, you can be like, oh, well, I don't necessarily want to commit to that sort of thing, you know, whereas like our teacher had us analyzing uh, Buffalo Springfields for what it wor- its worth was one of the songs and other uh, other boomer hits. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, you know one other song that I just remembered? I forgot to write this in my notes. But um, you know one other song that this feels like sort of a a retake of in a little bit? What? Oh my gosh, yeah. Totally. Somebody out there, please. We have listeners with musical talent. I am begging you somebody do a cover of i celebrate the day with an over auto-tuned lyrics with over, over auto-tuned vocals <laughs> please somebody do i mean someone could do a mashup like a flat out live mashup of i celebrate the day in empty house but what i really want someone go do a piano cover of i celebrate the day and then do the Bonnie Vare, <laughs> Kanye West over a share effect on the vocals. That would be amazing. And then, you know what? If you do this, I don't want to make promises. I don't want to <laughs> make like, what's happening. I don't want to make promises. 
but if you do this, we'll work together to figure out how to get it like officially published and on Spotify and stuff because it should be. I want this to exist in the world in an official capacity, not just as a SoundCloud or YouTube cover. Uh, I don't know how much that costs. I know Greg from They might be a podcast. This might be a podcast, and I know like we could talk to JC Keith. They officially published their Air for Free reimagined. So we got somebody do this. Somebody out there do this. We don't go around asking for covers anymore. We did that in the early days of the podcast that people stopped asking responding. for covers and parodies and nobody does it anymore. Right. We got one parody ever. We got one. one parody ever and we get a couple of covers. We got one for God. We got one for the song God. We got one for the song College Kids. But we don't get a lot of covers anymore. So deep dive time. Because we're going to go over these lyrics. Oh boy. So over on Genius, I love, and I mentioned this last week, how open bracket, verse one, close bracket is annotated. Okay. So when you click into that, uh, it's just a link to the Chorus FM interview, basically. It says, <laughs> right. recorded okay. in what appears to be a single take. Tyson originally intended this song to not be part of this album, calling it a quote-unquote joke song. After hearing it, Hoops connected with its lyrics and intention and it was kept on the album uh and then they quote the chorus fm interview so the lyrics as stated on genius <laughs> there was this time when i was thinking about something inside and you could think the same thing that you want and everything about you everything is and get this on my mind right i'm crazy now You've got this some days and out of town to get this step right. Mm-hmm. Sure, if you say so. It still gets my heartache, yeah. There's so much give and get and you've come and gone until it's done right. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, until it's all done right. I get that. Like, you got this some days and other days you just got to get out town, out of town. You got to step right out. Sure. Kind of get that bit, yeah. Sure. Uh, chorus. An empty house, time to get myself back home, nothing but an empty house, living without you. An mm-hmm. empty house, time to get myself back home, nothing but an empty house, living without you. Verse two. You got this thing about you, everything I think about you is going to go and make me something else. You've been a smile on my face for about these two past days, and you believe it's true, and I believe it too. And everything's going to be all right when you say, I, I've i got this thing about you. Uh, and then the chorus again. And then verse three, which is all annotated. There was this time in my life you had this minute, but it, but it, it lasted, oh, for many days. And I don't know what that is, but everybody knows that I'm about to mumble out some I'm about to mumble out some. And that's the last time I could say it with a straight face. I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. And baby, I don't want to do it unless you are. And and that's where it cuts off. <laughs> right. uh, so let's see what this annotation is. Matt mumbles this line out at the end of the last phrase, calling himself out for not having wisdom in his relationship. He is obviously confused by the situation he is in. And it doesn't truly know how he got in the mess he's in. He fell blindly in love and couldn't see where his destination lay. 
Okay. If you say so. The thing is, like, I don't feel like overanalyzing, overanalyzing these lyrics because I feel right. like that is the point. I feel like it's supposed to basically just be a tone and then that's it. And I don't know if you're need, if you're supposed to, like, put a story. I don't think you're supposed to put, like, a narrative to this song. I think it's just supposed to be a feeling, a vibe, and then that's it. And that's as far yeah. as you're supposed to take it. I, and personally, that's what I think it is. Yeah. So the there is a comment to that last annotation. Andreas Flores said four years ago, I think this might have been part of the recording process. Like maybe in his head, Matt repli- replayed the previous lyrics and saw that it sounded like nonsense. And in the heat of the moment, called himself out a la that was terrible from Mood Rings. So yeah, just I don't know. Interesting. Hard, hard to say. Hard to say what the lyrics are there. And with that, we'll go to our break. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> uh, then I actually I had an article I wanted to read. It has nothing to do with the song, and it's not a new article. The only other thing that I have um, from the deep dive is that Owl City has a tweet from 2017 that said... In the basement of an empty house, I slept on the floor like a vagrant. And then it's a picture of a piano, like a well-lit piano and chair. Uh, So, yeah, that's what I have for that. And then, so, yeah, new article from April, not song specific, but I just thought it was kind of a a neat article to to maybe share. Uh, This is from at, this is from Ed Ballant uh, from canonrep.com the repository so this is a canton ohio based uh uh news outlet the boys from here (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) and this article was published uh april 13th 2022 Matt Thiessen's voice filled with energy as he recalled the rise of Reliant K from a band playing small gigs in his hometown to slots with major music festivals and appearances on late night television shows. Growing up in Ohio, it's such a special place, said the 41 year old frontman of the pop punk band. When we were starting out, there wasn't a ton of bands, but there was about five or six really cool bands full of buddies and we could all play shows together. And those are some of the best times you could remember. More than a decade has passed since timing and circumstances converged to launch Reliant K from obscurity to mainstream chart success. A spot on the Vans Warped Tour and impressive record sales, all while transcending the Christian music scene where the band started. And it just created a momentum that we just got to ride. And then, yeah, the story got crazier and crazier, Tyson added. The Alive Festival, playing things like that, and for the first time, someone wants your autograph, and I thought, what, what is my autograph, and that sort of thing. And yeah, we think about that stuff all the time, and it's pretty crazy how it's changed our lives. Tyson took time to chat by phone a few days prior to Reliant K's concert at the House of Blues in Cleveland late last month. Stark County native and co-founding band member Matthew Hoops chimed in via email on Monday. Tyson spoke with the insight and maturity of a musician who knows thousands of bands don't make it and even many who do fade without fade out without the ability to consistently tour or make music. Hoops 41 said the band and its fans have aged together. We had so much fun playing together, he said of the recently concluded tour. It's been about five years since our last show. And honestly, I wasn't sure if we would ever get back to this. 
I think there is a certain sense of gratitude and joy that is present now in our live shows. I think a lot of our fans weren't sure if we would ever tour again either. So I think it's part of the reason for the excitement and overall good vibes. Asked how long he thinks Reliant K will last, Thiessen didn't flinch. Matt and I always said the band will always exist as long as we're having fun. Reflecting on the tour, he sounded at ease. It's not too hard to have fun. Rounding out the band during the tour were John Schneck, guitar and vocals, Ethan Luck, bass and vocals, and Dave Douglas, drums and vocals. Reliant K released its last studio album in 2016, Air for Free, a live album came out in 2020. Thiessen lives in Nashville and Hoops calls Florida home. We do have... A goal for making another album someday, said Thiessen, who co-produced Owl City's number one song, Fireflies, in 2009 and writes new music regularly. Logistics in this band have become a little difficult. It's just about getting together and it's about figuring out where and what and when and how. But it will happen. I have faith that it will. Oh, they still have faith. See, (laughs) he said right there. Touring re-energized the band, Hoops observed. I'm excited about what we can make and how we can make music that feels important to us after all these years, the guitarist wrote. I don't really think about hanging it up at a certain point. I think that Reliant K will always kind of change into whatever form it needs to be for us. And that's a pretty cool place to be. I don't think we are too concerned with retiring or doing a farewell tour, but hey, you never know. The future is undetermined. But that's what makes it exciting. Edited for brevity and clarity, the rest of the conversation and email exchange follow. (laughs) (laughs) Just how edited for brevity? Not very. (laughs) But I did think that it was interesting to sort of talk about those, uh, how they did say that there are seeming to be plans for future music so right. i just when i when i came across that this week i thought that was kind of interesting i mean we've always stood there's by a that. lot of ohio talk i will tell you right. that much in the rest of this article <laughs> we've always stood by that that there was no intention for this hiatus to have lasted this long as it did until the amyator that things were stirring before the pandemic you know so i think that just helps to support that feeling it was, I mean, when, we start, when we started this podcast, I was not, in 2019, I was not under the impression. I was not worried about the idea of Reliant K never being a band again. I'd been listening to music since because, <laughs> unlike Dan Edgar, as Dom said, <laughs> I was born in the early 80s. And I've, I've, I've seen enough bands, and I know bands, after a long time, will go on a hiatus. And then they'll come back with an album after five, six, seven years, and it's happened. So I was not worried about Reliant K. Uh, but, you know, other fans were, and... Uh, I just say you have to let go, let God, like have faith. The Lord, it is in the Lord's hands and he will, it is all part of his plan. Still Ohio proud. It's definitely the people, Teeson said. You know, Ohioans are unlike anybody else. I miss the vibe. I still get back to Ohio all the time. My sister lives down in Columbus, Sunbury, Ohio, and my mom ended up moving down to Apple Valley, which is kind of in between Canton and Columbus. I'm always there, and it's a very similar vibe to where we grew up. And I don't know, I feel more relaxed. I feel more at at home when I visit Ohio more than anywhere else. But it's always a thing in pop punk culture to kind of dish your hometown and be like, I got out of here. I need to go on the road and see the world. We were joking about that the other day. And you go on the road and you end up seeing the back alley behind some venue in every city. And that's where you hang out. It's funny. Hoops at Ohio helped shape the band. I think we've always held on to a little bit of it 
a blue collar slash DIY approach that feels uniquely Northeast Ohio. I noticed that kind of, I don't know, gritty approach in myself and other things too, like running my guitar pedal business, 1981 Inventions. I think so many pop punk bands that came out of the early 2000s were from the coast, California, New Jersey, etc. We weren't cool enough to be lumped in as Midwest emo. Part of it is wearing our roots proudly on our sleeves and part is explaining where we are coming from and why we are the way we are. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So we haven't gotten to it yet, but this this, uh, Sadie Hawkins dance uh, fan video that comes up all the time is posted in this article i think they might have accidentally put it there thinking it was the official music video there is no official music video and right. that's the one by the person from my former <laughs> my former co-worker was that Sadie hogs dance or was that pink talks oh pink talks you know yeah i wonder how many people see like fan videos and think like oh this is the official video right. i know it has happened yeah i have seen comments not specifically for that sadie hawkins dance video but for other stuff where people are like people are like when i was a kid i thought this was the official video as a comment under a youtube video because now youtube has been around for long enough and i'm sure it continues to happen today it's like oh if it's a video if it looks good enough it have enough has enough views you might accidentally think it's an official video this new retirement village near Los Angeles and it just looks so depressing. Look at this. I don't, it's not real. It's just uh, clickbait, but it's like it screen caps. It's people. like pictures of uh these little like like mini tiny homes right. with yellow. And then grass. right underneath this is all Zergnet like links. And then uh, right underneath is like an old man sleeping like yeah, it's sadly. Just, what causes excessive daytime sleepiness? Some may wish they realized this sooner, and he's in a chair that would not fit into one of these tiny homes. There is no retirement plan in Los Angeles. You can't afford to retire. Actually, maybe your retirement plan is like Florida. I don't know. Just like everywhere else in the country. Everyone gives Florida a hard time. As soon as you're already ready to retire, you know exactly where you want to go to. Mm-hmm. Don't even try it. So, Dan, what do you have for us this week? I have a couple of things, and maybe some of this stuff will help you learn to like the song a little bit more because there's some surprising versions. So what do you want to do? Do you want... Uh, how do you want to do this? So, well, okay, hold on. We, we, we should listen to the live version. So here's... Before we get into the fan stuff. Here is a 2016 performance of the song during... Oh, yeah, you know what? Lynn, like, someone called up and said they would have thought maybe Empty House was like... Or someone's called up and said they were surprised Empty House was played on the Amya tour. But then when I looked into it, it's played, you know, pretty commonly enough during the Searching for America tour. So it's not, like, that surprising. It was a song they were interested in playing, you know? And so in 2016, it was done with the full band that toured with Switchfoot... With Reliant K on that Switchfoot tour. So here is an upload in Fresno 2017. So this is uploaded by Gladys Gladys Spanhead Gladys Spanhead Gladys S-P-A-N Head One word, all one word, five years ago So, um Yeah, so this is like late, late, late in you know, that error for free era, 27, uh, January 21st, 
2017, like the very last legs of the Reliant K Switchfoot tour, and right before Reliant K would go on hiatus and everyone would assume they were broken up forever and would never get back together. Which era was that then? The Air for Free era? What did I say? What did I, I just, say? I just like the way you say era. I just say era like that. <laughs> and with this Christmas... <laughs> I figured out those first lyrics. There was a time when I was thinking about my penis size, and that's what he said. <laughs> That is. Go to yeah. Genius. Update it right now. Let's see. User. Sadie. <laughs> User Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hawkins Pod. Get my It's very nice in this full band. I, the thing, live it's vocal thing. I think it's just like it's nicer with a full band, kind of like Air for Free. I just prefer <laughs> that, you know, full oh, band right. sound. Like you liked the song Air for Free when it was performed on yeah. the first day. Yeah, so. even that, that, that's like the more stripped down band version. But yeah. I hope, you know, because uh, Hoops had talked, I forgot about this. Hoops had talked about Air for Free reimagined, which JC Keith took the title for their tribute album where they covered every air for free song. But hoops originally said, like we would kind of like to do a second version of air for free. And I mean, it seems to me like basically I can hear exactly what the empty house second studio version would be. If that project ever took off, it would be like a stripped down, like just regular rock version without any of the programming or lighter programming or more organic sounding instruments. I also wish there had been like a splittered version of the studio track, and mm. I don't know how to splitter music myself nowadays. So maybe sometime in the future, follow up. I should have sent it to David Park because I think he can splitter music to hear like what other kinds of like spooky things are happening in the background, especially halfway through the song when there's like all that reverby programming happening, and there's some voices underneath that I don't think are Tyson in the last minute of oh, the song. Interesting. Okay, which maybe you didn't notice because you barely ever no. get that late in the song. Well, <laughs> well I'd like to. I'd love to hear there. a splitted version of the song. <laughs> maybe if we get that, if I can get that produced, you know, get that process somehow, we can do a a, a Patreon episode on that. So uh, I just want to hear a little further into this, because this is all five... Speaking of Patreon, patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod, we were supposed to get you an extra episode last month. Uh, It's happening this month. Yes, it is. So let's go into about two minutes into this upload by Gladys Spanhead for the 2017 performance of Empty House. (laughs) 
seems like it's just kind of a vibe for a, for this particular kind of live performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll we'll hear some um yeah performances, but like, was it a full three and a half minutes when he played it when we saw him play it in Boston? I don't feel like it was. It's just kind of a groove, kind of a mm-hmm. groove in this yeah. 2017 performance. Very interesting. Um, so here is a. Um, yeah, Boston performance. We were there. This is uploaded by Rocker Mom MSM, who I realized, like, we come across her videos all the time, and she was there mm-hmm. in Boston. And not only that, but when we got to the line early and handed out stickers, she was at a point in the line where she was, because I had never seen her face before, and then I saw her on the, all the social media posts later. So I feel bad that we didn't go up and talk to her. But she was at a point in the line where like the line had to break to not block a door to a store and that was just the cutoff for me like i can't go up to any more strangers because it's a emotional wear to go up to strangers (laughs) and tell them about your podcast and then later i realized that was her yeah because we have we've seen so much of her footage like she loves relying k and she's uploaded tons of footage over the years so here is this boston performance of empty house that was caught and it was the second to last song in the set, I remember, because we were there. If you're listening, sorry, we missed you, Rocker Mom. got it there was this time when i was faking my own suicide <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one he should he should he should definitely flesh it out into a full song yeah So this is the full version of the song. It's the full three and a half minutes. I didn't realize that when we saw it in Boston. I was just vibing and enjoying the song so much. That line was definitely, this song is getting gay and good stuff. Getting influenced by somewhere. I love yeah, it. Yeah, okay. I'm like, here yeah, for oh. it. It wasn't a derogatory. Oh, like, no. This song is getting gay, meaning it's getting awesome. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even remember that the drums were coming in. <laughs> like, in my mind from that night, it was just Tyson on piano the whole time and everyone else just kind of standing around. But no, they're coming oh, in with a little guitar. Everybody came in with a little bit of something. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, they're all rocking a little. Okay. I don't remember that. I felt like it was just Tyson the whole time. <laughs> That's not my memory. Just a little ghosty guitar. Little ghosty guitar. Oh, <laughs> spooky hoops. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky hoops with this spooky process. Is spooky guitar. hoops actually the little sheep boy? Go to stadiehawkinspod.com to get your little sheep boy shirt. It's <laughs> fully transformed and fair use. 
It's not. It's inspired by, but not completely the original design. Uh, so yeah. So those are the two live versions. I guess they're closer than I kind of remember. I honestly, if I hadn't just double checked that, I would have been like, yeah, it was just like Tyson on the on the piano the whole time, and everyone was tuning their guitars, waiting to play "Be My Escape." <laughs> I thought it was like a two minute. I, that is not how I remember the night. Um, so. Now, what I was going to ask you before we went to those two live versions was, how do you want to do this first? Do you want covers? Well, these are technically choosing between two different kinds of covers. Do you want more traditional style of covers that we do on this podcast? Or do you want to hear the the two club remixes? I would love to hear the two club remixes. So let's start with the club remixes. Here is, this is by How To Be Invisible. That is the name of the channel, and I checked, and it's the only song that they've ever released a remix of. They never did more with this channel, but from five years ago, they uploaded the Reliant K Empty House Air for Free How to Be Invisible remix. That's a full 54 seconds. We just sat here listening to it. What do you think? Well, I see when you said club remix, I thought we were going to go full like, nch, nch, nch. I thought we were going that's like the, faster. Well, I thought we were going to speed it up. I was like ready to get my blood pump. And I was, I was kinda, like, oh, okay. Out of the two, I just it's literally nice, decided to start with the chill or with one of the Gotcha. Kind of gotcha. One. Yeah, it was a little it was a little more chill than I thought we were going. But what do you think? It was nice. Do you think it adds something to the song that maybe helps reveal some emotion and feeling in it that you kind of refuse to experience because of the autotune <laughs> well no but i i think that if this came on in the club you'd i don't know do whatever one does at a club take some drugs i, I guess don't we know. don't know enough about club music to know dance? when do they play do, when do they play, play chill beats they must play some chill beats at some point in some clubs like slow dances and stuff <laughs> i don't know if you slow dance at a club i think you like grind but to like slow i don't know grind? missy elliott or something i'm not really sure <laughs> it's not the Super Bowl. What? Uh, so, all the a lot of the comments. I was gonna say all the comments, but a majority of the comments under "How to Be Invisible"'s video are just talking about Reliant K's changes. You know, this Reliant K song. They're not talking about "How to Be Invisible"'s remix specifically. They're like, Charles Carpenter says, "I think the auto tune was." an artistic choice it sounds great and sticks to the landing great work guys this is not relying his page scott handel says 
listen to it a few more times. It really sticks. It's sad and really beautiful. Again, you're talking about the actual song. This must have been posted before they uh, updated their, uh, oh, their, their YouTube, YouTube music. To have music to have all the, the songs oh, on Oh, I wonder if this was one of the first uploads of the song Yeah, so they're like, YouTube. oh, this is it, because it's got the, the cover and everything on it. <laughs> April Dix says, it's weird to hear autotune from them. I think this song could have been a lot better if it was just Ross singing. Why are you laughing? That's what April Dix said. The album isn't bad, says Jared Dion. Jared Dion. <laughs> Get yourself together. The album isn't bad from the songs I have heard, but it is the best that has come out from the band. I would say no, they can do a whole lot better. Still my favorite band. A little critical, little confusing run-on sentence criti- <laughs> criticalness of uh, Air for Free. AJ Bord- Borda says, I miss their older punk style songs. <laughs> Me too. Can you imagine you just started listening to this though? It's like this. Do you like, think this is the official Reliant K? Right, rhythm? Reliant K stands for club. <laughs> yeah. Like, like what? <laughs> You're like, oh man, they really have changed. I don't know what I was expecting after collapsible lung, but it wasn't this. Well, this might also be kind of chill, but I just kind of remember this having a lot more uh, mixing going on. This is uploaded by Nomander, Nomader. Oh, it's N-O-M-A-D-D-E-R. So no matter, but mad like the word, like you're mad. And then it's one word. And I explain all that so you can go look it up, look it up for yourself. But here we'll play some of it. This is the Chill Pill Remix by No Matter. See now, you can some days in downtown, you get to right. It still get my heart ache. Jessica's dancing. She's she's oh, yeah. she's raving. I was raving over You're here so like, we're at, uh, like we're at the Electric Daisy Carnival. I liked it when it was like it suddenly went bam, 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 bam. It's so funny that that's like the club melody. Bam, 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 bam. Is that Prodigy? I don't know, yeah. but that's like the thing. It's like. My name Smurf is my this guy, and I'm here to bow, say, like, bow, it's bow, like bow. the, 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 the sifted out trope element, like the final element of like, you, you just go down, dun, 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 dun. it's like, that's all that's left when people think of club music at our age. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt older than I did right there. Sorry. I forgot to play at the beginning. You know, I skipped ahead, like. 40 seconds, but I've... 
I did a disservice because what Chill Pill remix here by No Matter it does is it adds a lot of extra melody that doesn't exist in the original song. And that's the kind of stuff I like to yeah, hear. I like, I like to see a little extra, like, take the song that exists, maybe consider it on finish, and then, like, what's an extra melody you can add on top? Like, maybe a horn line, like it's a ska band. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just skipping three minutes and 25 seconds in to see what else is going on. This is great. It's really good. I'll be playing that at the next Sadie Hawkins Pod Rave. Yeah. <laughs> the next Sadie Hawkins Pod DJ night. <laughs> so now we can get into the actual covers as aforementioned here. And there's a lot of nice, interesting, transformative covers. There's a couple like that are about what you'd expect. But because this song is so dense production-wise, like, you know any simple acoustic cover in and of itself is going to actually be transformative. Whereas acoustic covers usually kind of feel like the most garden variety cover that you normally get. Uh, but this is not that this is kind of a full band version. I don't remember exactly. Let's hear it. <laughs> this is JC Keith's version from the aforementioned, uh, air for free full tribute album that they did. Oh, uh, no, you can't eat anything just because it comes from Uber Eats. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I ate this toothpaste. It came from Uber Eats. I'm so... Uh, oh, this candle? I can't eat it? Uh, I'm Gwyneth Paltrow. It's this Uber Eats commercial. It is, it's just a very silly idea. Very, It's just very ridiculous. I just cannot believe how spot on your Gwyneth Paltrow was. <laughs> skip, skip ad. There we go. Here's J.C. Keith. There's a very beautiful, very sweet melody yeah. here. I like how it, I, I assume I le- I'll have to have left that in the edit where it starts with like, you can hear like the room and they're just yeah, getting like ready to that. record. Yeah. It's just like a Damien Gerardo version of the song. <laughs> I don't know. Is it? You listen to him more than me. Do you a feel bit, like yeah. it's kind of like... A little bit, yeah. Yeah. So, let's see what else. There's some interesting stuff from what I remember. Um, 
Oh, here's something that I don't actually see a lot now. You know, when you say guitar cover, you know that I unfortunately mean playing the guitar over the studio track. Whereas that that shouldn't be the phrase, but it's called a guitar cover. If I say piano cover, we do this every week. <laughs> you think you? If I say piano cover, I think, and most people would think I just mean someone plays the piano and sings a song. But no, this is a play along guitar cover style cover where they are playing the piano over the. You could just call it a play along. This is a play along <laughs> to. They called it. This is uploaded by Wolverina85, and this nice. is sub. This is titled Reliant K Empty House Piano Number System. So it's hard to understand exactly but i mean i think you can tell if you're listening to this with headphones that the (laughs) the audio from the album is coming from across the room so the heavier the louder piano in the forefront is the person who's covering the song i was able to suss out a few more lyrics this time though okay there was a time when i was thinking about them insides and then i was turning japanese I, I was like, this sounds familiar. I'm almost there, but no, I couldn't get there before you said it. Let's skip about a minute and 40 into Wolverine 85's cover. So that's nice. It's just a piano play along, but it's very nice. And then here is a cover by Jack Price. Oh, right. I remember how this goes. This is an interesting cover. Okay. This cover is by Jack Price. And this is kind of the closest attempt that anyone made to kind of do the song like it's on the album. But clearly Jack Price didn't have access to an actual auto-tune setup. So they did something slightly similar. Yeah, maybe that is some sort of auto-tune thing, but that doesn't sound like a proper auto-tune. That sounds like just some sort of processing with a little, like, over-pitch, under- and over-pitch correction happening. I like it. I like the, the, hey, they got the assignment correct, because that is a spooky, spooky picture (laughs) they use there. (laughs) Their background is just a picture of a spooky empty house. Very old, very dilapidated. I love it. I feel like I'm playing Red Dead Redemption or something. And then, uh... I think this is the last cover. I don't have my links in the normal order. So let's see. I did live 2016. Oh, here's an acoustic cover. So then we have two more covers. Here's a acoustic cover by Three Ladies. This is Soccer Geek for J. Christ, 
Who do you think, think they mean? I think we've gotten, uh, I think we've been to their page before, possibly. Soccer geek for Jay Christ? Possibly. I don't remember Maybe that. it was a different soccer nerd or something. <laughs> it was a different soccer that was oh, also for well, God. They Maybe? did cover We no? Wish You a Merry Christmas, Reliant K's version. But I don't remember. I don't. It's not clicked that I've seen it before. Then again, maybe I didn't see it. Under maybe my it account. was like soccer nerd for faith or with faith or something like that. I swear <laughs> there was a combination of soccer and geekiness and the Lord. Like dropkick my Jesus through the goalpost of life. I'm not familiar. Are you not familiar with that song? No. I'll play that. Oh, we'll play our, ourselves out with dropkick me Jesus through the goalpost of life. But first, here's soccer geek for Jay Christ with their empty house cover. Maybe it's not three ladies together, but the image is of three ladies. And maybe that's just her and her friends or all three of them work together on this cover. I'm not really sure. Oh no, this says in the, in the description, Ruth and Adam are two of the best humans in the world and are the reason this recording exists. Also Reliant K, I guess they also thanks to Reliant K for writing this beautiful and strange song. Time to get myself back home. Tips hat walks away. There was this time when I was thinking about something inside You can think the same thing if you want Everything about you, all the things that get this on my mind I'm crazy now some days and out of town to get the step right It still gets my heartache, yeah There's so much give and get And you've come and gone and turned it down tonight An empty house Time to get myself back home Nothing but an empty house Living without you It's really nice. It's I really, really like simple, that. but it's, I like her vocals. It sounds like it, it should be an indie movie, and I love it. I'm here for it. Right. Something about the vulnerability of female vocals on it is is a lot different. Like JC Keats' cover is is really great, but then like take that and I don't know, make it female vocals, and it just there's it's a whole other feeling to yeah. it. Right. And then here we go. This is the last cover before we drop kick Jesus, <laughs> before Jesus drop kicks us through the goalposts of life. This is, um, I just, I can't remember what this is, but oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote a very transformative cover, and this is by Springwater Studios. Or more specifically, this is by Isaac Veer. Isaac Viar. V Isaac V I A R Reliant K cover from one year ago uploaded by the YouTube channel Springwater Studios. There was this time when I was thinking about something inside, and you could think the singing that you want. Right, I still get my heart aching. There's 
so much giving, yeah, you're coming on and turning down to the I'm fully ready Ooh, to just, I really like just this. sit here and listen to all oh, these right. songs, all these covers. I definitely feel like I'm like floating in some spring water. I love this. <laughs> floating in some spring water? Because spring water. Oh, spring water studios. Yeah. I, <laughs> you're, you remember things better than I do. You, How do you remember th- two minutes ago? This is what I'm talking about, says Emery Marshall. This is good. I like this a lot. Literally goosebumps. Absolutely love it. Don't you it, feel said. like you're floating in like water, Aida, though? Calhan, yes. And Teddy Berry said this is absolutely incredible. So that's great. That's one of the best covers we've seen in a while. For sure. So that is the song. Nice. Empty House by Reliant K. What do you think, Jessica? How do you feel? Do you think you like it more the same or less than before we did this episode? I actually think I like it more. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) You and the episode and the covers have... uh have definitely swayed me to the to the other side. Well, I feel like celebrating with some... I can't believe it, because before we started this episode, Jessica was like, oh, spoiler <laughs> warning for later. I'm not going to like this song better. And then we had the cover as helped. I knew it. So I'm going to celebrate. Me Jesus through the goalposts of life. Oh, wow. So this is a song about, it's not soccer. We were talking about soccer before. This is football. This is American football. I was going to say, I don't know football is soccer. <laughs> I totally messed that up. But this is by Bobby Bear. You want to take that again? <laughs> no. There's music under. We can't edit now. So this is Bobby Bear. And I just heard this song on the radio once, probably on some weird, like, college radio show sure. where they're like playing weird old hits right and it's a country song about you being a football and asking right. christ to kick you through the goalpost of life so you get a touchdown or a score yeah, so you, or whatever you get touched touched down and so uh i don't know what happens to a football after it gets, it's like i don't know but if it's in the hands of the new england patriots i'll tell you what's gonna happen <laughs> don't come after me eric townsend <laughs> Well, this is the song we're doing next week, so get ready. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod, and uh, everyone have a have a good weekend. Have a healthy and safe New Year. I mean, uh, what do we? You said what we're halfway doing. to Halloween. You said what we're, uh, oh, we're, we're doing. We're do something off the demo, right? Oh, register. We could do register uh, operation, or is that one of the ones that's actually a different song? No, that's a it's demo turned into another from song. a little later. Uh, but uh, oh, okay, we have register or William are the only other like really bizarre, Oof. rare. Okay, cuts. is is William? We about have other songs. Mulder of- and Scully's child from the X Files. Oh no, I'm sorry, they retconned that, and now it's I don't know Scully and Spoilers! the cigarette smoking man's child or something. Oh, that series has been out for like thirty years. <laughs> <laughs>